Hey guys, if you want to boost your confidence, this episode is for you. Let us chat with Sheena Yapchan. This is the Guiding Voice podcast series, the Guiding Voice for a better future. Folks, I'm your host Navin Samala, just a fellow IT professional on a mission to shape the careers and lives of millions across the globe. You know, through the Guiding Voice, we enable and help successful leaders share their knowledge and wisdom with the world, and our audience will acquire more knowledge per every minute. by tuning into the guiding voice than any other podcast in this space thank you so much for joining me and we are extremely pleased to have sheena part of the guiding voice journey in shaping the careers and lives of millions across the globe sheena hearty welcome to the guiding voice and super excited to have you here hi navin it's so nice to be here thank you so much for having me super excited to be here just to uh, talk about confidence <laughs> <laughs> absolute pleasure to have you and uh, sheena let's get started probably you can briefly share your career journey and the top 3 things that have helped you so far to be successful in your professional life yeah i mean wow top 3 <laughs> there's a lot of things that really helped me but i think the top 3 is being able to overcome my fears uh that's not always easy um learning to ask for support or help because we don't just because we're in business for ourselves we don't for ourselves we don't have to be in business by ourselves and having a support system asking for help can really jump start our business right uh and mindset right being able to know my worth that i can go out there and make things happen create the opportunities that i want um those are the top 3 things that really helped me out excellent all right so uh, now uh, jumping into the core of today's topic boosting yeah. the confidence so i'm going to ask you one basic question why do you think people lack confidence well i think people lack confidence just because of how society you know puts a certain standard right i mean growing up in canada you know i never saw anybody that looked like me and so i was always ashamed of being asian right i always felt like maybe i failed as a human being because i didn't have blonde hair and blue eyes and it starts as early as 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 a kid right uh we're told no we're told you know you're supposed to do this do that we have a path that's re- pretty much set for us you know we're told to go to school get a job never rock the boat so sometimes anything outside of that we feel like we can't do it because it's not part of the the standard it's not part of the norm we're not told to color outside the lines So I think that's how people start having these confidence issues, right? It's like, well, this isn't the path that I was told, and so if I go outside that path, I'm going to fail, and I'd rather not fail. I'd rather just go on that safe path because that's what I was told to do. And especially in our culture, you know, that's something that's passed down from generation to generation to generation, not realizing that's really hurting us. And that's why there's so many people out there who feel like they're not good enough to set their own path, to forge their own path, to make a name for for themselves because of that fear of not going down what they're told to do. Mhm. So it is about the society part and also fear of not going down the path. All right. Yeah. So moving on. Now I'll flip the question. How can we boost the confidence of people? I mean there's so many different ways to boost your confidence, right? Especially there's like over 7 billion people in this world. Each and each and one of us are going to have different ways of building confidence. So I usually have a three-step process that people do, you know, first off is learning to believe in yourself. That really is important. You need to have this innate belief that you are capable of making things happen regardless of any situation, right? Because we're going to go through good times and bad times, we're going to feel like quitting, but believing in you and your abilities and what you're supposed to do, that really is the biggest part because if you don't believe in yourself, you're not going to go out there and make things happen. The second part is, you know, 
educating yourself, finding different ways to build your confidence because what may work for me might not work for you, right? Uh, one thing that doesn't work for me is meditation. For the life of it, I cannot meditate. I cannot put on a meditation tape, sit down there and you know try to clear my head and instead I end up falling asleep. So for me, jogging is my form of meditation, right? Um, that's what really helps me mind up everything, clear my head, feel good after. And so that's my form, right? So like I mentioned, what may work for me might not work for you. Like people like to read books and there's people who like to read audio books, right? You just pick and choose what works for you. And that's the beauty part, right? Um, most of the time we're always told there's a set of rules that we have to live by, but when it comes to forging your own path, building your own confidence, you can pick and choose what works for you. And the last but not the least is taking action because that is the most important part, right? They say actions speak louder than words. And that is so true. When you're out there taking action, regardless of the outcome, it's always going to lead to something, right? I know sometimes we're afraid to make mistakes. We feel like everything has to be perfect, but I believe done is better than perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I concur. Done is better than perfect always. And also resonating with your point number two on educating yourself. Yeah, somebody might think meditation is their path and somebody uh, reading or listening to books might uh, give them a boost. And I recently came across one article which spoke about uh, doing the workout in the morning, right? Doing the physical exercise that also boosts confidence. I think, uh, like as you said, yeah, everybody has their own uh, way of uh, working on their confidence levels. But yeah, thanks for sharing your three-step formula. And now uh, let's briefly talk about your podcast, Tau of Self-Confidence. Right? Why did you start and what do you talk in your podcast? And uh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I started my podcast in September of 2015. And the main reasons why I did that was because back then when I was dealing with my own confidence issues, I was trying to find different resources that really catered to Asian women's confidence. And for some reason I couldn't find any. So a part of me thought maybe something was wrong with me because I was going, I was the only one going through what I was going through. Um, And also representation was really important uh, because like I mentioned, you know, growing up in a very multicultural city, I never saw anybody that looked like me. So I was always ashamed of being Asian. I always felt like I needed to be a blonde hair, blue eyed girl named Heather because that's what I thought being beautiful was at the time. And so representation for me was very important to showcase these stories and dismantle the negative stereotypes that Asian women go through till today. And so I started my podcast, right? Been able to interview over 700 Asian women on this topic of confidence from, you know, all over the world, different backgrounds, different um, cultures. And it's so great to hear these stories because now we feel like we're not the only ones going through what we're going through, right? Everyone goes through it and it's okay, right? It's okay to feel some of the things we're feeling. It's okay to talk about these taboo topics because it's so needed, especially when it comes to mental health. Mental health is something that is a huge taboo in our culture, but we need to normalize it, especially after the pandemic, right? We all went through some form of mental health issues. So being able to take care of our mental well-being is really important and, you know, do things that might be considered as, you know, shameful, like seeing a therapist, right? There's no shame in that because you're doing things to help yourself become better, to be mentally strong. And so doing the work is very important. Um, and since then, it's been such a huge blessing. We've been able to, um, you know, create different books that highlight Asian women. You know, I also am going to come out with a book next year, you know, to talk about, you know, Asian women leadership and international women leadership, which has been so amazing because, you never know what happens when you just go out there and take action, right? Sometimes you do things and you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know if this is going to work. But if you believe in yourself and your vision, you're just going to keep moving forward until you hit that end goal. And people don't understand like 
you know, they see all the glory, they see all the success, but they don't know the story behind everything, right? The the hardships they went through, the challenges, the doubt, the fear. I mean, we all go through that. And I think the more we share those stories, the more people can relate and realize this is just all part of the process. Talking about the guiding voice, we have hosted uh, 250 guests. And I think yours is almost triple the number, like more than 700. <laughs> right? I have a, a very tough question for you. Like who has been your greatest guest on out of the seven hundred and fifty plus? Uh, oh, guests? I can't. I that's too <laughs> that's too hard to choose. There's so many good ones. I mean, I mean, there's also there's ones that really have a great story, right? Like I've interviewed women who are born with no arms, born with no legs, and be able to go out there and live life to their fullest. I've interviewed women who've been through drug abuse, sex, um, sex, sexual assault, cancer. Uh, near-death experiences, bankruptcy, I mean, you name it, there's a story in, on the podcast that you can hear. So really to choose one is really tough. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get it in case um, if somebody asks me, even it is difficult for me, but <laughs> all right. Yeah, I, I know like every story is unique and we le- we tend to learn a lot being a podcaster and all that is the beauty of podcasting and every conversation is different and there is something to take away for sure. Yeah, see, out of these 700 plus women, right, is there any common theme that you have noticed in these conversations and any, yeah, anything I mean, that you would like to share? Yeah, yeah. a lot of women go through, you know, fear, self-doubt, trying to please others, feeling like they're not enough. And, you know, these are women who have seven and eight figure businesses, right, still go through this. And all of them, you know, have reached a boiling point, realizing like they needed to do something different. And then something just switch to go out there and, you know, forge your own path, make things happen, right? They do the work, they do, you know, they find different ways to build their confidence. But every everyone started at some point not feeling good, not feeling like they can go out there and make things happen. And then, you know, self-care is very important. Learning to love yourself is really important. And when you learn to love yourself, it's not just the good parts, it's the good, bad, and the ugly, right? Self-love is not something that we're taught in school and which is very important, you know, being able to take care of ourselves, have time for ourselves, especially when We've been told all our life, you need to take care of others, take care of others, take care of others. And we forget to take care of the most important person, which is ourselves. So those are some of the common themes. Mm-hmm. Wonderful so far. And uh, yeah, can you can you share this? Uh, can you shed some light around the need to dismantle the negative stereotypes of Asian women? Yeah, I mean, for the longest time, Asian women are seen as quiet and submissive and obedient. And that really hurts us, right? We're not seen in leadership roles. We're t- we're not taken seriously. We're seen as objects, as sexual objects. You know, what, like a couple of weeks ago, there was a U.S. Um, media company or newspaper that had sponsored con- content promoting, you know, Asian male order brides. And it was basically a full-on manual on how to land your Asian male order bride had the top five countries to look at and what their profile is. And for me, that was really degrading, right? Because people don't understand the traumas women go through, not just Asian women um, when they go through male order brides, but women in general, right? They're treated as sex slaves or they're abused, you know, physically and mentally they're prostituted out. It's, it's human trafficking. And for, uh, and you know, for the media company, they just, you know, saw it as a way to make money. Right. And I'm glad they were able to take it down, of course. Right. Because I basically had an uproar, kind of went viral. Um, but it, that's why speaking up is so important to call out the things that are unjust, right? And like the injustices that we go through because it's so important. If nobody speaks out, then it's just going to get worse and they're going to think it's okay. And then they think it's going to be okay to treat us as objects on the catalog. 
And, you know, we, we are way more than that. You know, there are so many phenomenal Asian women out there who are bosses, who are making like big moves, but we never talk about it, right? Especially when our culture is like, don't ever share your achievements. Don't go out there bragging. Don't be so shameful. But it's like, if you're in business for yourself, how are you going to put yourself out there? How are you going to talk about your products and services if you're too shameful to promote yourself? So that's why it's important to just put yourself out there, you know, make a name for yourself and, you know, as you keep on doing the work on yourself, you're going to let go of the things that people might say about you. Yeah. I know sometimes it's hard, easier said than done, right? You want to, you don't want to offend anybody. You don't want to tarnish the family name. I get it. Right. Like, you know, I grew up in that culture too, but you know, when you're doing something that's for the greater good, you know, sometimes you're going to have to get, you're going to have to do things that most people might not agree with, right? Sometimes you're going to have to get uncomfortable, right? Reaching out to people or overcoming your fears. And that's all just part of the process. Excellent. And uh, yeah, more power to you in terms of uh, uh, supporting more and more women and all. And I wish you all the best. I think uh, uh, really takes a lot of efforts to fight against these things and really fight for the rights. And also uh, truly, you're doing truly commendable job, uh, Sheena. All right. So, this has been a great conversation, Sheena, but uh, let us spice up the episode. I'm going to okay. open a quick rapid fire <laughs> round. <laughs> All right. So what has been your uh, childhood fantasy? My childhood fantasy? Oh, my gosh. I mean, as a kid, I always wanted to go to Disneyland. <laughs> you know, you always see it on TV. So I was able to go there to Disneyland for the first time when I was like seven. <laughs> Interesting. All right. So moving on to my next one. What is the best piece of advice that you have received so far? Uh, the one that I mentioned before, done is better than perfect, especially for women, right? Women face a huge confidence gap over men. As women, we like to prepare 110%, but there's always something that still holds us back. We still feel like it's not enough or we're not good enough or it's not 110% perfect, but it doesn't have to be, right? Um, men have a higher, you know, have a higher gap than women is because they just go out there and figure things out along the way. Uh, you know, they'll go ask for that raise, they'll go ask for that promotion and figure it out when they get it, right? If they don't get it, that's fine. At least they went out and did it, right? Whereas women, it's like, we feel like, oh, if I do this, I look so stupid. I'm such a loser. I'm such a failure. But if we don't go out there and make mistakes, like nothing will ever happen. So um, there was a study that uh, a psychologist did where he had, you know, a group of boys and girls uh, to solve this test on the computer, right? So it was boys against girls. And so when he got the results, he saw the boys did better than the women or the girls, but he didn't. But one thing he noticed was that the girls didn't even try, right? They didn't even try solving it. So he went back to the group of girls and he said, I just want you to solve it. There's no right or wrong way. Just, just put something, right? Just, just try to figure it out. And so when they did, they actually did a lot better than the boys. So this is why it's so important for us to just go out there and take action. Will we make mistakes? Yeah, of course. I mean, I make a ton of mistakes, right? But I learn from them. I course correct along the way. And I realize what works and doesn't work, right? Especially when you're in business for yourself, you're going to make mistakes. Nothing's going to be perfect. And you have to be okay with that. Excellent. Moving on to the next one. If you were to live anywhere in the universe, which place would you choose? Hawaii. <laughs> I love Hawaii. <laughs> Spot on. <laughs> yeah. Moving on to the next one. Uh, please share one life-changing incident that has changed your perspective overall. Yeah, I think for me, it's having more women mentors, right? It, during the pandemic, you know, it was really, I really felt like it was the end of the world. I 
like I was just done with life, you know? And so I actually met a lady online who started a book series um, called Women Who Boss Up. This is one of the books here, uh, Asian Women Who Boss Up. And since then, uh, we've collaborated to create more books because it's so needed, right? Uh, especially women, uh, media for women by women, right? People don't realize 75% of readers are women. There's still a lot of books out there written by men. And we want to make sure we have more women representation, especially for the underrepresented uh, groups. And also have women mentors for our current and future generations, because that's something that we're really lacking. And being able to read these stories, women can relate and realize this is all just part of our journey, right? And since then, this whole um, journey with, with this has been amazing, right? It's led me to uh, speak for different companies, even have my own book deal, which has been like so crazy. But none of this would have happened if I didn't, you know, have a support system that always pushed me to do better, to help me take action, right? And that is so important. People don't understand the power of having support, having a community, having a tribe of women who will be there for you when times get tough. Lucky you. All right. <laughs> Last one for the rapid fire. What is one electronic gadget that you like to see or invent yourself? Oh, I'm always on my iPhones. <laughs> 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 That's the one. <laughs> All right. Spot on again. All right. So that was a great rapid fire. And with that, let me flip back to the mainstream. And before I let you go, one final question for today's conversation, Sheena. What will be your one piece of advice to those aspiring to make begin their careers or lives? You can choose anything. I would still say done is better than perfect. Like just go out there and, you know, take action. If you if you can't do it alone, go connect with a women's group or community that will help you guide you there, right? And especially, you know, people who have been through what you've been through, right? They can help you. Uh, you can learn from their mistakes and start properly, right? This is why we have that community because we've been through the challenges, the roadblocks, right? We can advise you on different ways to approach your business or forge your own path or have the the right tools and resources to get you started the right way. Um, so that's one thing. And maybe another one would be like, don't be afraid to make the first move, Right. Be a go-getter. Create your own opportunities, right? Don't just wait for someone to come to you, right? If I didn't do half the things I do, I wouldn't be here today talking about it. Such an inspiring conversation and I loved every bit of it, uh, Sheena. Thank you so much for joining me today. It, is, it, it has been a pleasure hosting you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So pleasure to have you. So folks, before we move into the trivia section, here is a small request to you. In case if you haven't subscribed to us, please subscribe from the app where you have tuned in from. And also, if you love this conversation, just like I did, request you to share with at least three of your friends or colleagues who can benefit from the guiding voice. Thank you so much in advance. Now, let's cruise into the trivia segment of today's episode. So today we had a very inspiring conversation with uh, Sheena, who shared a lot of tips in terms of uh, boosting the self-confidence and uh, giving that particular support and creating a support system for fellow women who are really challenged and who are suffering some mental trauma and who are not able to project themselves and all. So today I'm going to present you a fact about another leader, a women leader who inspired the world. And here comes my question. Do you know who is the first female president of Africa? I know you're thinking, but let me tell you. All right, so here it is. Ellen Johnson Sirleaf was the first female to be elected for president. In fact, mm-hmm. she lost her first candidacy to a war crimes accused opponent. However, in 2006, 
Sirleaf won the presidential election followed by re-election in 2011. In fact, she also won the 2011 Nobel Prize along with uh, Lema Bowie and Tawakkul Karman for their non-violent struggle for the safety of women and for women rights to full participation in peace building work. Interesting, isn't it? That's all for today, but before I let you go, folks, in case if you have any speaker recommendations or topic suggestions please drop me a note on social media or reach out to me through the guiding voice for you at dreadgmail.com thank you so much for joining me folks i am navin samala just a fellow it professional and a passionate learner on a mission to make the difference in the careers and lives of millions across the globe until next time bye bye